when people are when people are 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 no saying Osana to you, you need to be careful. Because people that are saying Osana very soon they will come and say to you, crucify him. So but what is the significant of the Palm Sunday? Its significant is about what Christ has done for us on the cross. Jesus Christ on the cross died for you and me. He was crucified. He was crucified for you and me. He died on the cross. Hallelujah. He, he, Jesus Christ is the one that paid the debt he did not own. We are the one that own the debt that we could not pay. And that's why it's very, very significant to remember the Palm Sunday, the day Jesus Christ triumphantly entered into what? Into Jerusalem because before he was crucified on the cross for you and me. And I pray that the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the death of Christ on the cross, I pray it will not be in vain concerning over our life in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we pray today. You are the Prince of Peace. You are the Lord of Peace. Father, we pray today, O God, as we go into your word, that you will speak to us expressly, that you will grant us understanding in Jesus' name. I pray, O God, that your, your, your death on the cross, I pray it will not be in vain over our life in Jesus' name. And I pray as we look into your word today, you will speak unto us expressly, and you will help us, O God, you will grant us understanding, and every adjustment that we need to make in our life, you will help us to make those adjustments in Jesus' name. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If every one of us could remember, last Sunday when we were discussing, we said by God's grace, by today, we are going to com complete our discussion concerning our teenagers. But during the week, I, I didn't have peace. Why? Because today, God is laying a message on my heart. And the message God is laying on my heart is a very, very, oh, very, is an immediate message. And it has been laid on me to, to preach this message to everyone. Because it is a message that cannot be left undone. And there's no way I can leave it. And by the time we look into this message, I know God will grant every one of us understanding. God will grant understanding. I don't know who this message is for. But the message is, be at peace with all men. My beloved, everyone pray with me. Be at peace with all men. And when we talk of being at peace with all men, you might be thinking, what is going on? Oh, I'm not fighting with anybody. Oh, I don't have anybody in mind. I want you to be at peace with all men. I'm not a prophet of doom. I'm not a prophet of doom. Praise the Lord. Is there anybody's phone that is on? Can you please take your... Okay, praise the Lord. So, I, I'm not a prophet of doom, but there's something I would like you to understand. When I was watching, recently, the event that is taking place in some country... You know, when we look on, online, we see in, uh, in, uh, in Italy, we see in Spain, we see in Britain here, we see the number of people that are dying by coronavirus. Mm. 
There's something I watch there that 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 know that touched my heart. And as I was meditating upon the word of God, there's something that was coming to me. You see, what I watched was that that some of these people that they were normal like me, they are walking around like me, but immediately they get coronavirus. That will be most of them. That might be the last time that they will see their family. When they get the virus and they are admitted to the hospital, the other information they will get from them will be through the phone. And even if they die, if many of them die, they, they, they don't allow family to come up to come and do give them last res, last respect. Why? Because lot of people are dying. When people are dying in ten thousand. When people are dying, more than more than ten thousand have died in some country. When people when people are dying, like 700, 800 in a day. So, which means by tomorrow they won't have been able to bury all those who died today. So, by tomorrow another seven hundred die. So, it will be accumulating. And because they know that this coronavirus is a deadly disease, they will not want the member of the family to catch it. So there are a lot of people that have died through this coronavirus that were not able to, to see their family immediately they were admitted into the hospital. Immediately. The only time they will see their family is before they get to the hospital. So immediately they get to the hospital and they are isolated. They are also isolated from their people. So I want I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. They are isolated. So many will go and may not come back. And that's why as we pray. That the grace of God will come upon our life. As we pray. That the power of God will come upon our life. Every one of us need to understand. That whatever happens. One day every one of us will die. One day will be our last day. One day will be my last day. One day every one of us will die. I don't pray that anyone watching me. I don't pray that you will have coronavirus. I don't pray that you will go to hospital. It will be your last time. But what peradventure? What peradventure this week is somebody's last time? What peradventure this week will be somebody's last time? I don't want to mention you. What peradventure this week will be your last time? What peradventure this week is my last time? And, and I'm sick. I'm not saying I'm sick. I'm, I'm just using myself as an, uh, as, uh, as an example. Because you might be saying, Pastor, don't use me as an example. No, I'm saying, if, let's say I'm sick this week. And I'm taken to hospital. And I don't have opportunity to see anybody again. Only what I can do is to telephone them. At that point in time, you cannot make peace again. And that's why the, I said to my wife that this message is urgent. There's nothing... There's nothing I can do until I preach this message. Maybe there's somebody there that you need to hear this message. Hallelujah. The Bible says we must be at peace with all men and holiness. Without which we cannot what? We cannot see the Lord. So which means if I'm holding anybody in mind, if I'm holding anybody in mind, and I don't I don't walk, I don't settle. That trouble with them. Which means if I die, if I die, I will not be able to see the Lord. That's what the Bible says. 
It is not my word. If you are holding anybody, if you don't forgive people, if you are keeping grudges, you cannot see the law. If I'm keeping grudges, I'm talking about myself. If I'm keeping grudges with anyone, I will not see the Lord. And that's why this message is very, 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 very important at this critical time. Yes, we pray that we may not get the sickness. Yes, we pray that God will preserve us. But we know that our life is like a cloud. The Bible says our life, our life is like a like a a a a a, a, a vapor. No, a vapor. Our life is like a vapor that appear in the morning. You know, cloud appear in the morning, but just over over time, it will just clear off. Our life is like flower that that look beautiful for some for a while, and later it will it yeah. give up. So one of these days, every one of us we are going to give up. And that's why we need to live at peace. We need to maintain peace with all men. And we're going to look at this from the Bible. What is peace? According to, to Wikipedia, peace is a concept of, of a society, societal friendship and harmony in the absence of hostility and violence. In a social sense, peace is, a, is commonly used to mean lack of conflict, such as war. And freedom from from freedom of fear of violence between individual and group. Peace is a free is you know is peace is lack of war, lack of crisis. You know that is peace. So and God wants us to may have maintain peace between ourselves. That will be peace between husband and wife, peace between father and children, peace within mother and children. Peace within wife and husband. Peace within every room. That is what God wants us to maintain. And that's why today it is very, very important for us to do what? To seek peace, to maintain peace. And as we do, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at the Bible. There's something that surprised me in the Bible that I want to read to us. And it's in the book of Matthew chapter 5. Open your Bible with me to the book of Matthew chapter 5. Are you there? Matthew chapter 5. God bless you. Matthew chapter 5. From verse 20, 20 to 24. For I say unto you. For I say unto you. That for I say unto you. That except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. Ye shall in no, in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time that thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother and cause and, and, and a, without a cause shall be in danger of judgment, and whosoever shall say his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. And whosoever shall say that fool shall be in danger of air fire. Look at verse 23. He said, Therefore, if thou bring a gift, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remember, remember us, that thy brother has ought against you, against thee, leave, thy, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go away first, reconcile to thy brother, and then come back and do what? 
and offer thy gift. Hallelujah. What does the Bible say there? Can you read for me, please? Your verse 23 and 24. Yes. Matthew 5, 23, 24. When yes. you are about to offer your gift to God at the altar. When you are about to offer your gift unto God on the altar. And then you remember your brother has something against you. Give your gift in front of the altar. Leave your gift in front of the altar. Go at once and make peace with your brother. Go at once and make peace with your brother. And then come back and offer your gift. And then come back and offer your gift unto God. Look at what the Bible says here. So which means even our offering to God, our service to God on heart here, will not be acceptable unto God. If we are not at peace with our brother, if we are not at peace with our with our fellow men, if we are not at peace with our 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 family, if we are not at peace with our husband, with our wife, if we are not at peace with people around us, our gift will not be acceptable. Our service will not be acceptable. You know, and let me tell you something today. The most people that are guilty of this are some of us that we call ourselves Christian. You will see husband and wife fighting together. They are fighting and they will still go to church to go and do service. And they don't know that that service is not acceptable unto God. We've seen some pastors who have fought with their wife before they go to church. And the wife will be looking at him, looking at the man. I will say to, I will say to herself, look, that man is a liar. Who oh, is a liar. I don't know what he's talking about. He's just an hypocrite. So what I have to say is that Jesus Christ also note that it is, it is very very important for us to be at peace so at peace for service that if we want to serve the Lord and we are not at peace with men we cannot serve God faithfully we cannot serve God even if you have gift there are some, some people that will say yes I can I can do whatever to, whatever I like to men I can do whatever I like to my children I can do whatever I like to my to my driver I can do whatever I like to my house end. I can do whatever I like to my colleague at work. I can do whatever I like to people around me. I can do whatever I like to my wife. I can do whatever I like to my husband. Nothing will happen. It's a lie. If you are not maintaining peace with people around you, you cannot see the Lord. He said, if you want to offer a gift, so which means there are a lot of gifts that we are giving that are not acceptable unto God. Many of us were giving gifts that are not acceptable unto God. It's not my word, it's the word of God. Now, let's look at it critically. Why do we have, why is it that in our community today, we see a lot of crises? Why do we have crises? Why do we have conflict? Let me tell you something today before we continue. Crises and the challenges are part of what we need to keep going in life. Because everybody will have differences of opinion. Because we have differences of opinion, that sometimes we need to do what? We need to have a bit of, a bit of crisis within ourselves to iron things out. It's part of life. There was a day, some, somebody, you know, some people were having a, a kind of a crisis around me. And because one of them attend our church, and I couldn't, you know, if I want to settle it with them, so they will not say I'm trying to side one person. I took them with one of our daddy, 
around our area. And the man said, he said, if you don't want anybody to offend you, you cannot live in this world. So in this world that we are living, people that will be offense, people will offend us, that people will do something that we don't like, but our ability to cope when they do something is what we need. Hallelujah. And it's this ability to cope is very, very important. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. What are some of the things that is causing, that is making people to do what? To, to, to have crisis. Number one, that I put down here. Is impatient. Many of us are impatient. You know, you are not patient at all. You are not patient with your wife. You are not patient with your husband. You are not patient with your children. You are not patient with your with, with your with your with your parents. If we are not patient, there's no way we can be at peace. Impatient in saying that, you know, when people are talking to us, we don't let them finish to hear what they want to say. We jump up and want to say something. So if you are impatient and you are not patient enough to hear what people are saying, every time you will be having an offense. Impatient. When you are impatient. And that's what the Bible says in the book of James chapter 1 verse 19. He said, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and be slow to what? To speak. Slow to rot. So when you are impatient, you will talk you will do things, you, you will be easily upset. So, impatient may cause to be easily upset. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 28, says, if, if a fool, when he ordered his peace, is counted wise, mm -hmm. and he that sorted his sleep is esteemed a man of understanding, that even if a fool is not talking, they will say that fool is what is wise. So as Christians, we are and we are encouraged to what to be slow to speak and be quick to hear. But what we see is that many of us who are impatient, we are quick to hear. Uh, we are we are slow to hear and quick to speak. Hallelujah. Proverbs twenty nine verse twenty says, "See thou a man that is hasty in his word." That is more. There is more hope of a fool than of him. When you when you are hasty in your world, when you are not patient, the Bible says there is more hope for a fool than for you. Proverbs twelve fifteen says, "The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that acting unto cancer is what is wise." The way of a fool is what. Is his right is in his own eye, but he that what he that acting unto cancer is what is why. So if you are not listening, if you are not listening to people, you know a lot of us when we when we have problem, maybe problem with your husband, problem with your wife, your children, problem with people in your church, problem with pastor, and you don't see cancer, you don't want to listen to what people are saying. You will continue to have offense. And the Bible says, he, he that, that the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, and he that hearkened unto cancer is wife. If you don't see cancer, you every time you will be upset. There's no way you can live at peace. Let's look at number two. Number two thing that can make us to be upset is assumption. There are many of us that we assume. 
before somebody say anything, you will say, I know what you want to say. Even before you know it, before you say it, I know what you want to say. Hallelujah. I mean, of course, I've said it before. That I know what you want to say before you say it. God is only one that is all-knowing. That sometimes God can give us privilege. God can grant us revelation to know what people want to say. But as a Christian, you still listen to them. Maybe they have changed their mind. Maybe the time God told you what they want to say, before they came to you, they have, God has spoken to them and they have changed their mind. So allow them, allow people to stop. When you, when you use the spirit of assumption, every time you will be having crisis. Say, I know. Some people will say, I know that, I know that the way it will behave. I know that what it will do. I'm very, very sure. Don't, you know, don't give him, don't give him any opportunity. That is the way you normally do. When we do that, we cannot have peace. And all these things are manifesting in our life. That we want to treat people the way they behaved yesterday. Many of us will say, I know, I know that girl. She, she cannot change. That, that is the way she normally do. Who tells you? Who, who tells you to write, to write somebody off? Number three, pride. Pride. Every one of us, there are a lot of people that have pride in us. We have pride in us. That we say, without me. Somebody, many of us will say, without me. We will say, I'm the best. Who tells you you are the best? Who tells you, who say without you? It's only God that we can say without God. So when somebody, when you have the spirit of pride in you, there's no way you can be at peace with all men. When you have the spirit of pride. When you have the spirit of pride. And let me say something to you. Many of us will say, if I don't have my, if I don't have my way, if you don't have your way, you are always offended. How many times have you been offended because you cannot have your way? Maybe in the community, maybe in the church, maybe in the home, wherever you are, because you cannot have your way, you get offended. If you live like that, you will not have peace. And there are many people today that they are moving from one church to the other because they cannot have their way. They cannot have their way. When they see this pastor, this pastor offend them, the other pastor offend them because they cannot have their way. And what is their way? What is their way? Nothing. They don't have anything to offer. So if you live a life that if it's not my way, you are always offended, you cannot have peace. Even in, in, a, in a marriage relationship between husband and wife, if you cannot make it God's way, that the will of God will be done in our marriage, that what God says is the final. You want to say, if I cannot have my way, there's no way. In that marriage, we collapse. That marriage, we collapse. So, without, if we live like that, there's no way we can have peace. Hallelujah. Let's look at the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 4 2. The Bible says, with all loneliness and meekness, with long suffering, Forbearing one another in what? In love. Don't say everything must be you. You. The Bible says with, with all loneliness, with all meekness and long suffering, forbearing one another what? In love. The book of Philippians 2.3 says, Let nothing be done through strife and faint glory, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. That's what the Bible says. 
The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2, it says, Where pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with lonely, in, with lonely is wisdom. So a lot of us, when you think that whatever you say is the final, and if you don't have your way, no way. Let me tell you, you cannot be at peace with men. Number four, whenever we act on rumor, there are many of us today, we act on rumor. We act on what they say. If you act on rumor and you don't seek fact, you cannot have peace. If somebody comes to you and says, this is what pastor said, and you don't want to confirm from pastor what, what pastor says, and you want to ban on it, let me tell you, you cannot have peace. What I tell people is this. My wife knows this since we, since we are married. My wife knows this. Anything you don't want anybody to know, don't say it to me. Because if you say anything to me that you don't want people to know, and you are telling me anything, I will say to you, if I see the person, are you happy to say it? Because that's the way I want to live my life. And if I want to say something to you, I want to say something I can say in the presence of people. So when you live, when you live your life, you are acting on a rumor. You cannot have peace. And many homes have been broken today because of rumor. And, th and that's why whenever I want to deal with people, I want to be plain with you. I remember sometimes ago when there was issue to settle with, with somebody in a member of our, with one of our, one of our brethren. He won't settle one issue. And I don't want it to be a rumor. I call my wife. I call a member of the church. And my sister can bear the witness. I didn't tell them what we wanted to discuss. Because I don't want rumor. We went to the sister and we discussed. And I said, I want to say this to your, to your, I want to say to your face, my sister. This is what I want to say. And I don't want it to be a rumor. And I said to them, the word, what is in my mind. And everything died down like that. And from that time, there was peace. A lot of time, when you don't act on rumor, you will have peace. You have peace. But when you act on rumor, you base your judgment on what people say. Without checking, without without checking, and you are biased, you will not have peace. And when somebody comes to you and say, Oh, uh, pastor, this is what so and so say. I will ask them, are you happy for me to ask that individual? Do you want to say it in the in the path of that individual? If you can live a life like that, let me tell you, you have peace. You see that people will not come and tell you what they, what people will not come and tell you tell you lie because I will ask you if you come and tell me about somebody now I will say can, can you say it when this individual is there? If you cannot say it, please don't tell me. But if you can say if you are bold enough, then you can say it. And let's look at what the Bible say. The Bible say. In the book of Proverbs chapter 25, verse 23, he said, The north wind bring forth rain, and a backbiting, a backbiting tongue, and hungry countenance. The north wind bring forth rain, and a backbiting tongue. Bring what? Bring an hungry countenance. When people backbite, when they tell you things that will not make you happy, they'll make you unhappy. They'll take away your peace. And that will tell people. You see, a lot of time, in my culture, a lot of time, that something you don't need to hear. Because when you hear it, it makes you sad. So don't listen. Don't look for message that is not for you. So as a Christian, if you want to be at peace with all men, don't listen. Don't look for message that is not for you. If you continue to look for message that is not for you, you will continue to be sad.
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. He said, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and, and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Hallelujah. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 16 says, You shall not go about as a slanderer among your people, and you are not to act against the, the, against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. God doesn't like people that backbite. God doesn't like people that slander. Number five. A lot of times we have problems if we have high expectation. Many of us, we place high expectation on people. We place high expectation on them. And when they disappoint us, we do what? We feel so bad. I don't know. Maybe that was a day. One of my daughter was talking to me. And she said, Daddy, he said, Daddy, ah, he said, I, I, no, I don't feel, I don't feel all right. I said, what happened? She said to me, do you know, I, I'm trying, to, she's trying to prepare for exam. She said to me, Daddy, the exam that is coming now, if I fail yet that exam, I know that you will be mad at me. Because, you know, and I said to her, I said, why? She said, because I'm struggling. I said, don't worry. I said, and I asked her question. I said, if you pass, who pass? He said, it's me. I said, I'm not placing our expectation on you. I said, we are just trying to see how we can help you so that you can pass. What help do you need? A lot of time, when we place our expectation on people and they don't meet it, it makes us sad. Hallelujah. And because of that, we may not be happy. Hallelujah. Number Another one is this. Every one of us, we see people around us as normal. We fail to see what is wrong with them? Amen. You see, every wife wants a normal husband. Husband that can do everything. Husband that can perform. Husband that has money. Husband that can be reasonable. Husband that can do things before, before he's asked. Every man also wants wife that can do everything. That can perform. That can do everything. But we don't see what is wrong with them. And let me tell you, if you don't see what is wrong with people around you, you think they are normal. You, you will continue to miss it. You will continue to be angry. You will not have peace. Because there are sometimes people that are around you, you see them as human beings, but there's something wrong with them. When you look at people and you think that they are, they are normal, they are not normal. You look at your husband and you every time you, you, you talk about your husband, you say, why are you behaving like this? When you are thinking that your husband is supposed to behave well, and it's not behaving well. Until you see what is wrong with him. You will not be. You will not have peace. Every time you will be having crisis with him. The same way with the wife. Do you know that some people that we are living with. That have mental problems. Some of our men are depressed. Some of our women are depressed. Some of them have psychological problems. But whenever you want to relate with them. You want to relate with them as human beings. You want to relate with them as somebody without problem. Somebody that is normal, you will continue to have what? To have crisis. Because until you start to recognize that individual you are dealing with have problem, that that individual need help, you will be dealing with that individual as normal. And until you, until you, until you stop that, you will not have peace. I don't know what I'm communicating. When you look at people and you place emphasis on them, you say, because of who you are, because of your age, because of your thing, this is what we're supposed to do. When we, when we want to mess up people, 
Many of us, we want to measure people according to what we expect of them. When you measure people according to what we expect of them, you will continue to what? To have problem. Hallelujah. The next thing that could make us not to have peace is when we assume. When we assume. When, when you have assumption. You know, don't assume that the person that you are talking to know what he's talking about. Don't assume that I know what you are going through. Communicate. When you assume that your husband is supposed to know something and he doesn't know, your husband is not all-knowing. Your wife is not all-knowing. People around you, they are not all-knowing. Only God is all-knowing. When you don't communicate and you assume that they're supposed to know and they don't know, you will continue to have what? To have crisis. So, let's see. I pray God will help us as we continue today. You see, let's see what happened again. And what does the Bible say? You know, we are talking about living at peace. Let's see what the Bible says here. The Bible says that we must follow peace with all men and holiness, without which we cannot see God. For us to follow peace is a command. It's a command. And it's a command. If you look at the book of Romans, Chapter 12, verse 17 to 21. Romans 12, 17 to 21. The Bible says, We confess no man, no man evil for evil, provide all things honest in the sight of all men, if possible, as much as it lieth on you, live peacefully with all men. The Bible says, As much as it lieth on us, we should do what? We should live peacefully with all men. All men, not only our friends, not only people in the church, not only people in our church, not only people at the place of work, we should live peacefully with all men. That is the requirement of God. When we say live peacefully with all men, that includes our wife, that includes our children. Always I make mention of our wife and children. Do you know that somebody could be good outside? Living peacefully with people outside. And when that person gets home, become a lion. Although I normally say something, that when you see a man or a woman who is a lion at home and living well outside, it's a matter of time. What is in him, he will also do it outside. Praise the Lord. The Bible says we should be at peace with all men. Even in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, the Bible also commanded us, he said, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall do it. No man shall see God. If you don't follow peace with all men, we cannot see God. The third thing I want us to know is that we also be at peace with God. Because if you are not at peace with God, you cannot be at peace with men. And how, we, how can we sort it out with God? We need to allow Jesus Christ to dwell in us. The Bible says, Let me, unless I abide, abide in me and I in you, Unless you abide in me, you cannot do nothing. For us to be at peace with all men, we need Christ to dwell in our life. If you can, if you have not experienced the peace of God, there's no peace you can show to others. Because you cannot give what you don't have. The peace of God can only come to you when you have Christ dwelling in you. So when you have the peace of God through Christ, then you can be at peace with all men. And if you look at it, if you look at the book of uh, book of Genesis 17, verse 1, the Bible says, And when Abraham was 90, 
90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, I'm the Lord God Almighty. Walk before me and what? And be perfect. So God, God does not expect anything lesser than perfection. Hallelujah. And let's look at the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 17. The Bible says, When a man's way is pleasing before the Lord, he will make even his enemy to be at peace with him. So God wants our way to be at peace with him. When your way is at, at, at when your way is pleasing the Lord, it will make your enemy, people that are fighting against you, it will make them to be at peace with you. Let me tell you, I've experienced it myself. I've experienced it that people are against me, they fight against me, but because I maintain my stand with God, they themselves, when the time came, they began to be at peace with me. And I've experienced it. So as Christian, the Bible says, when our way is pleasing before the Lord, it will make even our enemy to be at peace with us. The next thing I want us to understand is this. Avoid third party. If you want to have peace with all men, most especially in marriage, don't listen to third party. Whatever is going on with, between you and your wife, let it be between the two of you. Avoid the comment of third party. Even as friends, avoid the comment of third party. Number six. Number six, ten. If you want to have peace, please trust no one. Give room for disappointment. I'm not saying it's not trust anybody. The Bible says, cause is he that put a trust in men. Oh, trust people, but also give them room for what? For disappointment. Because men can disappoint you. I can disappoint you. I want to say to you, as a pastor, I may disappoint you. I might have disappointed you. And I can disappoint you. So whatever you are dealing with human beings, always give room for what? For disappointment. So that when they disappoint you, you will not be offended. And that's how you can, you can, you can maintain peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Number seven, forgive everyone. Forgive everyone. In the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, he said, if you forgive men, God will also forgive you your trespasses. So as Christians, we are, we are encouraged to forgive everyone. To forgive everyone that trespasses. So learn to forgive. When you learn to live a life of forgiveness, you will be able to live at peace with all men. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, he said, be angry. Do not, do not sin. Do not sin. And let not sin go down upon your rod. Be angry, but do not sin. God is, the Bible is encouraging us that we should not sin. Even in our anger, when we are angry. There are many of us, when we are angry, we say a lot of things. I pray God will have mercy on us. A lot of things that we shouldn't alter, we alter it. We destroy things when we are angry. Anger, anger destroy. So, the Bible says, we should not, we should not sin. We should not let them go down our what? Go down our anger, our rot. Now, but another thing I want us to say, to, to look at is this. Discourse offense. When people offend you and you are not happy with it, when the, when the time has gone and you, are, you know that you are in a good mood 
and you you are, you feel, pray about it. Pray about the offense and discuss it. Before you discuss the offense, God will have ministered. And when God ministered, everything will be settled. There will not be any there will not be any argument. People will offend us, but when people offend you, instead of keeping it and you continue to be sad, discuss with somebody that has done things against you. The Bible says if somebody offends you, discuss with them. Discuss with your brother. And if you talk to your brother and he refuses to hear, discuss with the church and he refuses to hear. The Bible says leave him as an unbeliever. Yeah. What I'm talking about, what I'm saying about saying today is what I've practiced before. There was somebody who did something to me that I've, I felt so bad. And I didn't allow what happened to affect our relationship. Because I look at this individual, I say this, this is a woman being. And through it, and through, we go through it, and it came to a point. My wife and I, we did what? We have a discussion. We discussed what happened, and we were able to iron it out. And through it, we are able to do what? We are able to sharpen ourselves. The Bible says, iron sharpened iron. So, as Christians, let's discuss offenses. Let's discuss when people offend us. Because there are sometimes people may not know that they've offended us. The last, the last part. Thing I want to say before we finish. Peter was asking Jesus Christ. He said to Jesus Christ, He said, How many times must it take me to, to take offense when people offended me? And Jesus Christ said to him, He said, 70 times 7 times. 70 times 7 times. What does that mean? Which means that Jesus Christ is saying to us, that we should not take offense. We should not take offense. I will read for us. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 18, verse 21-22, the Bible says, Then came Peter unto him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Till seven times. And Jesus Christ said to him, Seventy times seven times. So which means, Jesus Christ does not want us to take offense. And that's why as a Christian, let's say to our discord. Settle that thing with your wife. Settle that thing with your husband. Settle that issue with people that are around you. Remember when we started, I said, with what is happening right now, some people that you see now, maybe in the course of day, maybe somebody will be caught and they say, that person has coronavirus. And they are taking that person to hospital. He may not have opportunity again to make a reconciliation. Now that you are alive, now that you, you can think, now that you can breathe, is the time to make a reconciliation. You know, the, the life we are living right now, there's danger everywhere. There's uncertainty everywhere. Please, make effort to live at peace with all men. Make effort to reconcile. Most especially, husband and wife that are fighting. Please, take do what it takes. To be reconciled to your husband. Do what it takes to be reconciled to your wife. Do what it takes to be reconciled to your parent. Do what it takes to be reconciled to people that have offended you. You don't know who will go first. Maybe that friend that has offended you. Maybe that friend may have coronavirus. And you may not have opportunity to settle it. Please settle it. Settle the dispute. Be at peace with all men. The Bible says, Without being at peace with all men, and holiness, we cannot see God. Not only we cannot see God when we die, we cannot see even our offering, our everything, 
will not be acceptable unto God. I don't know why this message is coming. When I heard this message, I myself, I don't know what to say. I was just thinking about it. And I told my wife, I said, I need to preach this message. I said, it's very, very important. Although we are in, in the Easter season, when we talk about talking, we're talking about Palm Sunday, but this is what is coming because I don't know who may not have opportunity to do what? To correct the offense. This is the time. You remember when people are sick and they have coronavirus and they get to hospital, many of them, they will not be able to see people again. Many will die and they may not be able to come out again. What of if it's you? What of if it's me? And there's no opportunity again to make amend. What will happen? Because a time will come that even you want to use phone, you cannot use it again. And you know that it's over. You know that it's over. Make peace now when there is time. Make peace now. Make peace with your husband. Make peace with your wife. Make peace with your children. Make peace with your parents. Make peace with people around you. Pastors, make peace with that member that have offended you. Members, make peace with that pastor that offended you. Make peace with all men. Be at peace with all men and holiness if you want to see the Lord. This is the message that I've been sent to you. And I've delivered my message. I've delivered it as I'm, as I'm sent. As I'm sent. And I pray the Lord will use, use this message to help you to understand that this world is nothing. This world is nothing. This world is nothing. A son say, he say, this world is not my home. Only I'm just passing by. This world is not our home. We are just passing by. My brother, this world is not your home. You are just passing by. My sister, this world is not your home. You are just passing by. Do it right. Make amend before it's too late. Be at peace with all men. Be at peace with all men. Be at peace with all men. And I pray, as you do, the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. You will not have a regret on the bed when they say you cannot see anybody again. You will not have any regret. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to pray that prayer. The, the, the message of today also affects me. What of people that have offended me? What of people that have demand, that have said, I will not forgive again? I want us to pray that God will grant us the grace. Say, God, open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes to forgive. Open my eyes to see. To see. Open my mind, oh God, to remember people that have offended me and have made up my mind that I will not forgive them. Open my mind to remember their name. Help me to call on them. Help me to forgive them. Help me to forgive Father, grant me the spirit of forgiveness. Help me to make peace. Father, I have come before you today, O God. Grant me the grace, O God, to be at peace. Peace with all men. Peace with my wife. Peace with my children. Peace with my parents. Peace with my colleagues at work. Peace with people around me. Grant me the grace, Lord. I want to be at peace. I want to be at peace. Everything that is manifesting in my life that will not make me to be at peace. Father, help me to overcome. Say, Father, help me to overcome. Say, Father, call God to help you to overcome the spirit of pride, 
the spirit of assumption, the spirit of I'm the best. I pray that God will help you to overcome the spirit of unforgiveness. Say, Father, grant me the grace to overcome. Grant me, help me, Lord. Say, Father, I cannot forgive men unless I also express forgiveness. I cannot be at peace with men unless I have peace with God. Say, Father, help me to have peace with you. Help me to have peace with you so that I can express your peace and I can show peace to others. Grant me the grace, O oh God, to express peace with you. As you do, the Lord God Almighty will help you in Jesus' name. Say, Father, help me to make amends. Help me to make amen. Help me to make amen. Help me to make amen. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You pray that God will help you to see people at the house. A lot of time we assume we, we place a lot of expectations on men and women. Say, Father, help me to see people at the house. Help me to appreciate people at the house. Help me to appreciate people at the house. Help me to appreciate my wife as she is. Help my wife to appreciate me as I am. Help me, O oh God. Help us to appreciate people around us. Help us, O oh God, not to place much expectation on people around us. Help us, Lord, so that when we are disappointed, we will not be offended. Say, Father, grant me the grace that when I'm disappointed, I will not be offended. Grant me the grace in Jesus' name. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to pray. That as from today you will experience peace. The Bible says, It's the Lord that giveth peace. The peace of God will abide upon us. The peace that comes with that understanding. The peace of God. Say, Father, as from today, help me to experience peace. Peace. Peace from you. Peace. Even in the midst of challenges of the world, let your world bring me peace. Let your world bring me succor. Grant me the knowledge of your world. Grant me the knowledge of your power. So that in the midst of the storm, I will be able to have my, have my peace. The Bible says, the disciples call on you. They said, when there was storm, they said, Jesus Christ, save us or let we perish. And the Bible says, you said, peace be still. And there was peace. Say, Father, I pray today. I invite you into my life. I say, speak peace into my life. Speak peace, oh God, into my world. Speak peace, oh Lord, into my family. Speak peace into the life of my children. Speak peace, oh God, into the life of the church. Speak peace into the life of everyone that are praying with me. The Lord will speak peace into your life. All those things that are causing your problem, the Lord will remove. The Lord will speak peace into your life. You will express the peace of God. For in Jesus' name, we pray. Can you pray for us, man? God bless you. Amen. Our Lord and our God will bless you for such a wonderful time in your presence. Take all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. For this tremendous worship experience today, we lift you up high, we give you glory, we say be exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. As your word that you have sent to us today says, we shall follow peace with all men, without mm. which no man shall see the Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, Lord, we pray, O God, the grace to make peace with you. Yes, Lord. We reconcile to you. Yes, Lord. We pray to make peace with every members of our family, with people around us, with our spouse, with our children, with our colleagues at work, with our parents, with everybody around us. Father, give unto us the grace in Jesus. Amen. The psalmist said, Your word I have hidden in my heart. Yes, Lord. Sin against you. Father, the grace, O God, even to hold your word in high esteem. The grace even to hide your word in our hearts so as not to sin against you, you will give unto us in Jesus. Amen. Our Lord and our God, we know that you are a, a God that is righteous. Mm. And you are not impartial. You are just and you are faithful in all your ways. Father, Lord, the grace, O God, even to live a holy and a righteous life. 
the grace to be upright, the grace to walk with you and walk in, 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 before you and be blameless, as you said to Abraham, that walk before me and be perfect. Father, Lord, you will give unto us the grace to be perfect and blameless in Jesus. Amen. Father, Lord, as many people that will be logging into this broadcast that are having a loggerhead of misunderstanding with anybody uh, that, that are in crisis in whatever relationship, Father, Lord, I pray. That you will speak your peace even into such situations in Jesus' name. Amen. Because there are times people want to make peace, but the other party is saying no. My Lord and my God, I pray that even in such situations, oh God, as many people that will hear this, this message today, Father, Lord, I pray you will help them even to make peace in Jesus' name. Amen. The grace to incline our hearts into your, to your word and even unto, unto your unto your unto your understanding, the real understanding of your word, the knowledge of your word, what you want us to do, how you want us to eat. Father, you give unto us in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray, O God, that our heart will yearn and pant after you, even all the days of our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. As many that are hearing this message, that will, that will, that will look at themselves and think, ah, I don't think uh, this is for me. Father, Lord, I pray. That Lord, you will, you will cause your word even to break every stony heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Your word will profit every soul that will hear it in Jesus' name. Amen. The grace even to make peace with you. That is the paramount. Because we can only make peace with men when we have reconciled with you and when we have made peace with our God, our Maker. Father, Lord, let us be our watchword in Jesus' name. Amen. To be at peace with you. To be at peace with you. To be at peace with you. When we are at peace with you, we'll have the knowledge and the will with that to be able to go and make peace with people around us. Father, enable us to be able to do this in Jesus. Amen. Thank you, precious Lord. Thank you, Daddy. Father, we give you glory for Hallelujah. Everything. We ask, O God, that you, for your son that you have used, you will increase your grace and anointing upon his life in Jesus. Amen. We ask, O God, that you give unto him more grace, more power, more, more anointing. More unction to function in the vineyard in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray for understanding, knowledge, and wisdom, and we pray that he will not see himself as big, but you will cause him even to be humble in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Lord, we pray that you will cause the church of God to work strong and the gate of heaven will not prevail against it in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Father, Lord, we bless you forever. Hallelujah. Concerning as many that are uh, that are in fear, concerning what is going on right now, that means coronavirus. Father, Lord, we pray. That you will speak your word into their hearts. Amen. You will touch them, O oh God. You will remove every fear in Jesus' name. Amen. We don't want to 